and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White, a Newcastle United podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live. We are the only place you need to come for all the up-to-date news about your club. We have a panel of expert writers who have covered the club for many, many years. We have legends of the game who also join us as special guests as well as writers from further afield. Hit that subscribe button and get your weekly update of Newcastle United. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It is Tuesday the 16th of June and the World Trade Organization has released its report into the dispute between Qatar and Saudi Arabia. Now the investigation carried out by the WTO looks at Qatar's accusation that Saudi Arabia failed to provide adequate protection of intellectual property rights, i.e. there's an issue over TV piracy, namely that of sporting events. I'm joined by Kieran Kelly, our NUFC writer here at Chronicle Live. Thanks for joining us, Kieran. If you can give our listeners a bit of background to this dispute and what the World Trade Organization concluded in their report, I'm sure that would be welcome. We're going to try and do it in the simplest of terms. It's not that easy. You know, there's a lot to get through. But, Kieran, please do try your best. Yeah, well, basically, um, I think... The things we've learned and discovered. I mean, I, I feel like I've been on an educational course um, the past three months with lockdown, and yeah, the the WTO, which has become a household name in, in Newcastle now. Um, basically, they they rule on kind of disputes between member nations. We all know now, of course, uh, the the history between Qatar and Saudi Arabia, and uh, really the big issue um, has been idea of uh, this Pirate Bay broadcaster called BOQ who um, have been linked with Saudi Arabia for, for many years but Saudi Arabia have always claimed that uh, you know it originated in Colombia or Cuba and Qatar have rather you know uh, persistently you know wanted to, to raise this issue because if you look at the report uh, a brave person to go through it but there's a lot of references there and how um, you know they've tried to go through Saudi Arabia Council and legal courts to raise this notion about how um, being sports, which is Qatar broadcaster, their um, broadcast basically are blocked in Saudi Arabia because of the long-term running dispute between the countries. But uh, this Pirate Bay broadcaster is, of course, was broadcasting um, being sports, so. You can see why they were aggrieved and Qatar raised this dispute on behalf um, of them just basically to see if there there was a room to be brought in. Um, and it's it's kind of funny, I think you've alluded to this, how um, depending on which country, um, they both have very different interpretations of the report. So Saudi Arabia basically hailed it as a positive in kind of the not being necessarily a direct link with say the government um whereas Qatar will see will have seen this as kind of it was worth what they went through to to get to this stage because this dispute like I said I, I think it's October 2018 um it goes back to and you can see why the report uh took a while to write you know the amount of letters they've gone through uh from both the you know the Premier League um Money. The references to the Premier League in the report are related to the letters they themselves have written to Arab Sat in relation to this uh, piracy issue. So 
uh, it's really getting your head around. I'm still getting my head around it, to be honest. But, you know, the, the key conclusions are, you know, um, Saudi Arabia have not provided criminal procedures and penalties to tackle uh, Pirate Bay broadcaster BOQ. So that's the key takeaway that I took from it. Um, there are other issues, you know, like um, basically stopped being from obtaining Saudi legal counsel to enforce its IP rights. So it's messy stuff. Um, and I think what it drives home really is what the Premier League already know. Uh, the Premier League themselves have, have really been tackling this this issue as well. We look at how important broadcast money is to the Premier League. It's even more so now uh, in the absence of, of crowds and everything that they need. There's a reason why they're holding regular meetings with broadcasters in lockdown. They want to keep them sweet. And um, the Premier League have, have been on top of this issue at a local level, um, you know, with um, prosecuting people who have those boxes. And then on a on a bigger level, you know, they've even written to the US government. So I think people maybe are starting to realise that bloody hell, this is an insane issue. And Newcastle United just so happen to find themselves uh, wrapped up in it so it, it you know my, my brain's getting fried even I think everyone can tell even just talking about it um, and my, my worry is we're, we're probably a, not even close to a resolution you know it wouldn't it'd just be typical if this was to keep rumbling on you know but uh, I think today it's another one of those little significant days in terms of um just getting an idea of just how messy this potential takeover is. It is rather messy, isn't it? Now, you mentioned there the statement from the Saudi officials, which paint the ruling in a positive light, essentially saying that the WTO backed their evidence, which was largely based around one of not interacting with Qatar due to national security. Now, this dispute with Qatar has gone on since 2017, June 2017, when all contact was cut between the two countries. And that is essentially the reason that was given by the Saudi officials for Qatar failing to get legal representation against those pirating within the kingdom. Now, to a certain extent, WTO accepted that, but made it clear that the kingdom's failure to punish those pirating was not excused by the same defence. I think that's that's pretty important to distinguish, you know, between the two. It's all there in the conclusion. You can you can read it there online. Here and though I guess what the Cast United fans want to know is just how damning this report really is in the simplest of terms. For you, how damning is it for Saudi Arabia and their takeover attempts of Newcastle United? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't think even before all the, the madness um, this morning, so that's Tuesday morning, you know, when it was kind of made clear that it was going to come out. I didn't think, you know, Newcastle United would be referenced in the actual report because... As I said, this dispute goes beyond that, and it's it was it was you know it was an ongoing well before the Saudi involvement came to light. So also, it's not really the WTO's place to interfere and say you know X shouldn't own a Premier League club because uh, with respect they they know it has nothing to do with them. But what they can you know give a verdict on is, is this piracy issue. I think for me, uh, what what stood out was you had. Um, very, very quickly, Yefa and FIFA both come out uh, about the the verdict and welcoming it and just driving home that, you know, uh, anyone who thinks they can uh, be involved with piracy, they, they won't get away with it. And 
like I said already, the, the Premier League are already so aware of this. And it was interesting, Richard Masters came out today and said, uh, you know, Project Restart wasn't the reason for the delay. Uh, it, it is the fact that, you know, it, it's been so complicated. So the Premier League have such a dilemma that at a time when, you know, the world is, is going to be struggling, when football, as we know, in terms of finance, is going to change a lot, you know, you're not going to see the insane transfers I don't think that we've been used to for a while. Um, this is a chance to bring investment into the league, to bring kind of maybe uh, new fans into the league, um, and obviously to bring, um, it, it'd be really interesting subplot, I think even for neutrals, I know, okay, first and foremost, the, the human rights issues are, you know, it's appalling um, when it comes to Saudi Arabia, but I think for the Premier League, if they had another club join that, you know, top eight competition, that's obviously attractive for them. Um, but on the other hand, they've spent so many years, as I said, coming down hard on um on piracy, how can they come to an arrangement where um you know they can put this through with that in mind? It but the important thing to stress is the owners and directors test. Uh the big thing is whether any of the owners and directors nominated can be kind of found to have a link with this facilitation of piracy. That's what we feel the, the test is going to come down to. And you can see why the Premier League have taken their time to do that because A, it's complicated and B, they have to make sure it's watertight because uh, either way, there's going to be repercussions. You know, if they put it through, uh, there are going to be a lot of people upset. You've seen it would be in sports, how um, I think they're they're already, you know, debating whether they they would bid for, for rights again. You know, piracy's had such an impact on being sports, you know, that they've had they they've said they've had to make staff redundant. They've they've lost out on a lot of money and um, you know, I think if, if the rights are to be sold at a similar price again, uh, they might say, Well, can we really afford to do this? You know, who knows piracy could could go up another level in the coming years. We we just don't know. But it's, it's a really tough dilemma for the Premier League. I think you can kind of see why it's taken as long as it's taken. Uh, but, you know, the idea of this going on another few weeks, I think, um, yeah, I don't really have words for that. I've, I've run out. Well, at least the football is, is coming back. You mentioned there the link between those operating the pirate stations and the government of Saudi Arabia. That's what lots of people would have been looking out for, a direct link made by the Dotio that the Saudi government were hands-on here. That's not been made in this report, as far as I can see. And there is potentially a bit of wriggle room for Saudi Arabia to make this right, to remedy this. Now, the whole point of the Dotio is to resolve disputes. That's what they want to do, to make sure everyone trades fairly, to make sure everyone gets on. Now, of course, it's a little bit tougher here because of the ongoing disputes between the two countries, the lack of communication. But Kieran, do you see Saudi Arabia maybe saying, okay, let's fix this, let's offer an olive branch, so to speak? Or is it just going to be the same old, same old? I mean, it's um, that, that's why that statement, because it, it was literally minutes after the ruling. It wasn't, wasn't long anyway when, when they put out that statement. And to be honest, it brought back when I've researched into this, God knows how long, um, I know when Wimbledon came out and said that Saudi were responsible for, for that Pirate Bay broadcaster that basically uh, 
they immediately came back and said no um and they're they're very like almost offended that that that, that accusation was put to them and it's gonna require like uh, I, I know they're they're talking about um you know saudi arabia trying to be more uh what's the word open and what have you i mean this is probably the <laughs> the, the, the real test of that you know can they are they willing to admit things are they willing to you know make those um provisions as you say to to address this um because really the idea of them and qatar coming to an agreement on things i mean in my head that's unimaginable right now um so the kind of figures who'd be tasked with trying to bring those countries into an agreement or some kind of understanding i wouldn't envy them to be honest because i think it's goes beyond um this goes beyond football you know and i think that's what's happened to newcastle is the the club has basically thrown into this you know it's it's been abhorrent to see you know um some of the horrific human rights things have rightfully been raised and then you've got this added to it and you just think you know in theory this goes through there are going to be so many things potentially associated with Newcastle United going forward that they'll be caught in the middle of this 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 storm um not just when the takeover is going through so it, it, it's 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 just remarkable I, as I said to you earlier you know I, I don't think we as uh, journalists that love football reporters thought we would be reading up and, and reporting on these kind of things and it, it's probably tested us all in ways we we didn't imagine but um, yeah I, I just I couldn't second guess what happened next no, I, I agree on that it's certainly been a test in a few months and this report has just added I think to the load so I'm not going to ask you to second guess because I don't think anyone can what I will ask you though because I think you're probably getting the same tweets I am I know the, the cron is as well are people asking in a nutshell is this good or is this bad? Is this report negative or positive in terms of any Castle United takeover? I don't even feel qualified to comment. What well, I think it just it just drives home for me is I'd actually put it this way that the the Premier League in some ways won't have learned anything new in that report. I think they already knew a lot of those things just based on the 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 the, the money they put into anti piracy. Um, research, study, clamp down, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's what they've been having to wrestle with. Um, will, it, will it influence them? Well, only they can decide. And I don't think it, it helps anyone really trying to second guess the Premier League because those who thought the Premier League would only take three, four weeks to do this, uh, you know, quickly realized that that wasn't going to be the case. So um, I, I honestly don't know. I, just think it's it's just it's tedious at the moment but it can I, I can actually understand why the Premier League are, are taking so long because this is one hell of a a case and as we said before I think the owners and directors test could look very different going forward after this because this I've, I've never I mean even when when we're neutral fan like I wonder what it's like being a neutral you know if you're supporting say Man United or 
or Liverpool or something. I'm sure even they are a bit sick of this being a story for so long and wondering why it hasn't gone through. But uh, yeah, I just don't know when it's going to end. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed we won't have to wait too much longer for a conclusion on the Newcastle United takeover. Kieran, thank you very much for summing up the report there. If you head over to chroniclelive.co.uk, you can keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news, including all the reaction on this very report. Thank you very much for joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. <laughs>